Welcome to Hell in a Cell. Welcome to Hell in a Cell. We are an animation podcast hosted by me, James, and that's Maria. Hi. We watch an episode of a cartoon or animation or Nickelodeon or anime or animu and then talk about it. Yep. Yep. Today's episode, as per tradition, because it's the first episode of the new season, new year, new us, new life. Yeah, no I game, had to no like life. peel off my old burned skin and Oh my god. Sort of are we in the Aztec hell now? Is that mm-hmm. where we are now? Oh my god. Look, it started getting singed and it was uncomfy, okay? I took it off. Jesus. Well, at least do it in the other room. I did! Good. See? No burns. No blisters. <sighs> anyway, as is per tradition, we watch an episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog. Remember Woo! Courage? The little pink dog? Yep. Lovable pink dog. Yeah, there's a lot more going on there than you thought. I miss Courage. Courage is great. They tried doing a reboot. Didn't work out. They did? I didn't even hear about that. It it didn't go anywhere. Oh, I see. (laughs) They were going to do it in 3D. There's like some test animation available on YouTube, I think, that they did, but it, it didn't work out. The only good thing about 3D Courage is that you get to see him for, like, half of an episode, and then it's gone. What do you be? Wait, what? Yeah, what you like, you, 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 isn't there, like, an episode where he goes into the computer and there's 3D oh, Courage? Oh, yes. Yes, there is that. Yeah. Yes, there is an episode where he goes 3D. Yeah, that, that's the it. Into the third for dimension. Just, for just that little bit, and that's it. The, the novelty... Is, that's as long as the novelty um, remains, and after mm. that, your eyes start bleeding. So you have to be very oh careful God. about it. You have to be very careful. <laughs> I, the wonder ratio. How, <laughs> I wonder how long removed that was from when The Simpsons did a 3D episode, mm. which happened on a Treehouse of Horror. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, a good they one. they they took the horror and used it as as like a. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's not what you think, honestly. <laughs> it's mean, a really good one, though. It's a really, you mean, really you good mean, one. You mean the horror isn't you turning around to look at the mirror and seeing blood coming out of your eyes? That's not the horror part? No, that, oh, was, okay. when they, that was when they kind of had uh, turned away from horror and towards more like, or no, no, that's when they were doing horror. The, the 3D one is just a weird episode that they wanted to do. I see. They were like, "Ooh, this new Ooh. thing." Ooh. It's like it's like when it's like when in Gravity Falls they had that claymation episode. I gotta watch Gravity Falls again. I don't remember claymation episode. There was a claymation episode. I, I believe sure. you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. There's a claymation episode. I, I believe I, 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 I gotta watch that show again. Honestly. You, you should. It's great. Some hmm. of the weirdest shit happens in that show. <laughs> It does. It is a weird show. Speaking of weird show, Courage. Yes. Sorry. Thank you. We watched Courage the Cowardly Dog, Season 3, Episode 12, The Quilt Club. Original release date, August 2nd, 2002. 
We're the 2000s, Maria. 2000s. 2000. Yes. 2000. Written by Bill Marsilio, storyboarded by Jim Mitchell, background supervisor Andrew Kovalt, and directed by the man, the myth, the legend, John R. Dilworth. <laughs> Dilworth. Wow. That man deserves your respect, goddammit. I do respect him. I don't respect his last name. I respect him as a person. Oh my god. Please don't hate me. You're so mean. He seems like a lovely man. I I think so too, yes. From uh, an interview I heard of him. He seems to be, he's a very energetic person. That's amazing. Very energetic and genuine person. Anyway... We watched this episode. We also watched Swindling Wind, which is the other part of it. Yep. Less to talk about. The only difference is uh, it was written by Billy Aronson. R. Aronson. A. A. Ronson. A. Ronson. There's only one A in it, though. Mm. But anyway, that's the only difference. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. We're not going to really talk about that episode. Yeah. Not much happened. I mean, yeah, is is a good is is a funny episode, but actually we care really more about the first one. The first one because of it's... the insanity. Yes. So, Maria, let yes. us talk about courage. And since we're doing a new season, we're talking about all the old stuff from the first season again. Oh god. Remember we decided to do that so Maria, what is animation? Oh, what well, is is moving? Is moving pictures that are drawn? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're you're not. Well, I mean, the pictures don't move. There's just a whole bunch of them that yes. when they're moved together, they. I mean, they look the same. like they're moving. Yes. Uh, the only difference between film and animation is film is. You're, you're capturing an image. Yes, it's like a there. picture that's moving constantly, yeah. whereas like for animation, it's like it's an illustration that yes, there's that several moves. of them that are played mm-hmm. extremely fast, makes it look like they're moving. Yes. Because our yeah. eyes are dumb and only capture so many <laughs> frames before we just sort of like mush them together. Hey, this is James from the future editing this episode right now and realizing I made a terrible mistake. So whenever I say 30 frames per second, what I actually mean is 24 frames per second. Uh, Frames per second works very differently between animation and video games. And uh, for some reason, I was thinking about video game animation when we were recording this episode. So whenever I say... 30 FPS, just imagine I'm saying 24 FPS. I I never watched the 60 FPS, uh, or no, for, not 60, 48 FPS Hobbit movies. Did you see anything in 48 frames per second in the movies? Um, I the think, Hobbit movies? Okay, did you see any of the Hobbit movies in theater? Yeah, not in theater. I've seen them on TV. Okay. Do you, do you remember that at all? Yeah, I do. I do remember the movie. Yeah. Do you, do you remember the thing, the forty-eight FPS thing? No. Okay, so normal movies are shown in thirty frames per second. Yeah. The Hobbit, Peter Jackson. I don't know why. 
He wanted to show the hobbits in 48 frames per second. Okay. So, like, it looked weird. Wouldn't the only like, thing that would change would be, be like, kind of smoother, I guess, right? If uh, it was at 48 instead of 30? Well, well like, there's a reason a lot of things are shown, like, film and TV are shown at, at 30 to even lower frames per second. It has, it has a fidelity there. But when you get higher, like, have you seen those TVs? And they have the really crisp screen, and it makes all the shows on them look like they're, uh, like, soap operas. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what's going on. Well, that's more like resolution. Okay. But it just makes everything too smooth. Mm. Honestly. I see what you mean. It's, it's weird. I haven't seen it, so I can't really confirm it. But from what everybody says, it just, it doesn't gel with our brains uh-huh. whereas watching a 30 you know when you're filming in 30 frames per second it's it's just it just works that right, way it's the right like it's the right amount right where amount before we're we... not jittery you know we're yes, not so just too like... low to where we're jittery to where you know the frames skip and like you you know if your hand moves across the screen it's not stopping every couple seconds yeah Whereas, you know, with 40, it, it, I, I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen it. Like, I mean, and there's, yeah. a, and there's like, if you play video games, you'll know FPS because yes. yeah. when you're in sort of a hyper competitive, you know, need to react as soon as possible, having yeah. those extra frames are important. Are important, yeah. Because they add, to the fidelity, whereas 30 FPS in a video game will feel, you know, kind of sluggish. Kind of sluggish, kind of jittery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I know what you mean. I mean, again, yeah. like, we're not trying I'm to do explaining it to the audience, Maria. Yes, yes. <laughs> but that's, uh, so yeah, but uh, most TV animation is usually t- uh, 12 frames per second. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Except for Akira. Uh, well, Akira is a masterpiece made by madmen. <laughs> it's remarkable how the blood of the animators never actually showed up on on any of the frames. I know. <laughs> oh god, there's just there's a guy as they were like shooting the cells. On the shot, there'd have to be one of them just holding, like, a bucket or a rag over the animators. God. As they bled <laughs> down onto it. No wonder the red is so rich. <laughs> they used the animators' blood. <laughs> uh, the, only, uh, the only instance I know of that happening is, uh, do you know the band Kiss? Yes. Yeah, they, they had a comic made about them. Oh, okay. And they put their blood in like the ink, like amazing. they put a little bit. Amazing. I mean, it's it's not really that amazing because it's like a giant vat of ink, and they just well, kind of print. I their know, but like, like, yeah. So, it's it's definitely not as. Uh, I I respect it. 
the commitment to the aesthetic. The commit, is, is, yeah, the commitment I, to the aesthetic is, is what I respect. I yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> anyway, um, back to the quote club. Courage. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, do you want me to start with the recap? Something yeah. Yeah. Let's just do a quick recap and we'll go through it after that. Okay. I think. I think that'll probably be best because it's should be quick. Yes. Right. <laughs> James eyeing me there, like make it quick. Yes. I'm watching. Well, you can make jokes, but. <laughs> anyway um anyway so uh yeah we start off with um uh oh wait what are you doing maria yes wait what what is our format besides a 20 minute long rant before this whole thing starts oh yeah uh we're gonna do a bit of a recap and then we're gonna talk about some of the backgrounds and no i mean you give the recap of the show that we yes. just watched. Yes. Before we talk about it. Yes. Yes. That, that's, anyway. That's, anyway. Yes. That that's is usually the format. I'm just like, I was. Do you realize that you're in Coraline cosplay, by the way? Right now. Am I? In my view, yes. Because all I see is the yellow, the yellow <laughs> sweater. I don't and have just blue like, hair, though. I mean, in, in my view, it looks kind of bluish. You should get a blue wig. I could oh do a God. Coraline cosplay. Yes, 10 out of 10. Good. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, continue. Get button glasses. Anyway. Um, oh, my God. <clears throat> so, we start off the episode with um, a lovely shot of the of the um, antique store. Um, yes. In this super gloomy, like, background. Um, <laughs> gloomy, which is just a picture of the sky. It's just a picture of a cloudy sky. That it's was photoshopped gray. Perfect. Um, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> it's something I could have done. <laughs> yeah. Probably not in 2002, though. There you go. You're still also, on the they had to computers. save. They had to save their energy for what was to come. Oh, yes. Uh, which was definitely. the inside of the antique store that is covered in... The antique in... store? Yeah, the antique... No, the it's antique. a quilt store. No, it's a, it's called antiques, though, on the outside. No, it's a quilt... No, it's a quilt store. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> okay, the quilt store. <laughs> I rewatched the episode, so I should know. Okay, okay, okay. The quilt <laughs> store... You go inside, go inside, and you see just rugs and cloth and patterns of cloth and clothes. Swatches. Swatches. Designs. Flowers. Colors. Colors everywhere. Tartans. Yeah, tartans, you know, florals, patterns. Swooshes, blushes. Yep, all of those things. Um, because Muriel is trying to get some fabric to make a quilt for Eustace. The memory quilt. The memory quilt. Yeah, and uh, she finds an, uh, a little, like, uh, Eustace goes inside and can't breathe for shit because he's got allergies. So he sneezes himself to... out of the shop. Um, he's got an allergy to quilt dust, which I don't think is a thing. He's just, I think he's just allergic to dust and it's old. It's like an old store. That's right. why it's like he's it's it's 
really throwing him off. Anyway, right. he seizes his way out of out of the out of the store, and it, you know Muriel finds this little like plaque talking about a cult club, and Ooh. she's like, "I want to be a part of a cult club. It's really lonely doing light stitching by myself." And uh, Lisa and Eliza Stitch walk out. These two creepy-looking women who have haunted Oof. my nightmares since I watched this episode. Um, uh, yeah, and the in the pantheon of uh, courage, the cowardly dog villains. I yeah. think they take a, a nice spot up near the top. Exactly. We should do a courage tier list. Of we villains. should. Yeah, that would be great. There's a lot of them. There's there's a lot of them. Monsieur Some are Le better Quack. than others. <laughs> oh, Monsieur Lequack is top tier. Top tier right there. The uh, Cats. Cats is the topest it's, tier. He's, he's great. Cats is great. He can be His scary. His music is amazing. Oh, I love the music. I love the music. I love it so much. I made a tr I made a chopped and screwed version of it. Yes, if it's you terrifying. Oh God, it just sounds like. It sounds like I'm dying. It sounds like. <laughs> Sounds like hell. It's, it's it sounds like, like hell. We're in hell. It yeah, sound it like sounds hell. worse than this. Wow. Anyway, needs to get on that. Yeah. Anyway, so it's yes. you know like the they're like, well, you gotta show us what you got, lady. And this like quilt is breathing next to them. This like oh, old fucking quilt. Um. And so Muriel uh, goes home and is like, I'm gonna make a cool thing. I'm gonna like become be a part of this quilt club. I'm gonna show them that I'm worthy. And first she quilts them a couch, and they're like, No. And then she so gets more weird. and more haggard as she quilts a um like cover for the truck for use as a truck. And the quilt is like, No, she's not. She's not desperate enough. And so, um, <laughs> the next round, uh, uh, she, uh, she, she quilts a football field. An entire uh, football an field. An entire football field. And in the meantime, Eustace is just getting more and more sick. I don't know how that happens. All he's doing is sneezing a lot. And he just needs a friggin, just needs to get that setters in and just get his... <laughs> get his shit together but he can't because he's a man and when men get sick they're debilitated for the rest of their lives so what? yeah whenever guys get sick it's the end of the world women oh. go and do all the shit that they need to do and then take an extra nap in the day men just stay in bed until they feel like normal again <laughs> uh-huh just saying oh uh, okay true. it's true maybe not for you james but okay thank you i'm I'm one of the good ones yes. is what you're saying yeah yeah oh my god you have responsibilities you know so you kind of had to learn to get over it a lot of men <laughs> don't thank you I guess. Anyway, maybe. anyway, my point is yes. a joke. You're supposed to laugh at it and move on. Um, <laughs> look. Yes, I'm I've looking. I've seen it. I've seen it I'm, happen. I've, I've, seen, yeah, it. I I've seen it happen. I believe you. I mean, you grew up in India. No, no man knows what to do anything over there. <laughs> This is true, but I've seen it in the States as well. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, we don't know how to do anything here either. Exactly, exactly. Oh. 
Um, anyway, so my point being, he needs Muriel to fix him a cup of tea because he can't do anything himself. Um, apparently, Courage can't apparently, make tea for shit. Even though, like, he makes him a whole, like, thing of tea and, like, is wearing an apron and gets, like, toast and everything and just gets whacked off the bed. Um... And Muriel forgets that Eustace exists, which is what the quilt wants. Um, mm -hmm. And the two yep. ladies that come over, the Stitt sisters come over. Um, uh, hold on a second, though. Yes. We got to talk about this shot. Which this shot? really brief shot where the Stitt sisters are walking towards the house mm -hmm. and they are framed by the giant nowhere moon that we all know and love. Oh, God, yes. And they're just shrouded in darkness. It's yep. a very simple but effective shot because it's at a slightly lower angle. Yeah, They've, makes they, them look creepy. Mm -hmm, they curve the ground a little to give the, to make them look larger. Very subtle effect, but very effective. Which they use a lot to make Which they do a, use lot a, lot. Their, a lot of their like creepy things look very creepy. They like... Mm -hmm. It's it's always like a low shot and it's like there's a little bit of yep. a curve to it. Yeah. It just makes them look bigger and yeah, more it's imposing. Just, it's yeah, great. exactly. It's like these these guys that Dilworth had working with him were pretty much the masters of this crap. Exactly. They they knew what they were doing. I don't know who he got. He must have met like just the best people when he was working or when he was going to college. Yeah. And just drag them with him. Honestly. That's what it feels like. Or, you know, he just had, he was just like had good artists and was able to articulate like his vision properly to them. And, you know, mm. they were able to like bring it to life. Either I'm way, sure, it was yeah. a very well done shot. I mean, I'll talk about this some more, but like the entire vibe of this episode is very different from the vibes that a lot of the other episodes have. Mm. Um, but anyway, mm -hmm. so, you know, yeah. the ladies come over with this fucking huge quilt uh with this heckin huge quilt and um uh they're like yeah and muriel's like where are the other people from the club and they're this the switch this switch the stitch sisters are like yeah they'll they'll be here you the know. nintendo switch sisters the switches exactly well, it's the it's the left Joy-Con and the right Joy-Con. They're the Nintendo <laughs> Switch sisters. Uh, <laughs> Better episode. <laughs> anyway, uh, mm -hmm. they they bring in and they 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 take a marker and freaking draw on her wall, which like you could have just used a piece of paper, but nope. no, they take a marker and they like squeakily sketch out the symbol which courage pulls out his handy dandy gigantic camera with the most <laughs> blinding flash anyone could ever find takes a picture of it and scans it into the computer to find out that it is a symbol of eternal life or something like that um and that the stood sisters have been using it to like you know drain the life out of people essentially and like imprisoning them into the into the quilt mm -hmm. and by the time um courage comes downstairs muriel's already stitched the symbol in and is slowly herself getting stitched into the quilt mm -hmm. um which is a great like sort of flowy movement into the goddamn yes. like 
thing as they like slowly stitch her in. Very creepy, especially when Courage kind of grabs her and she just kind of folds under. It just kind of like fills. Yeah, she's kind of like folds. It's very. Like she's creepy. already fabric. And yeah. It's, yeah. And then Courage goes downstairs and finds like pieces from the memory quilt to like stitch onto the quilt to remind her who she is, mm-hmm. and then tears off his own skin. And stitches is on the friggin' quilt <laughs> to remind Muriel who she is. And then there's like yes. a big blinding light. Yeah, it's a great little blinding light. Yeah, and then there's like a whole like whirlwind that happens that like sort of splits the quilt into, diff- into all the different pieces that was used to make them. And mm-hmm. all the women that were trapped inside from like various eras are like ejected out. Yep. Um, we got we got people we got people from China. We got people from Egypt. We got cavemen, uh, cave women. Yeah, um, all women. All all uh all from the from the quilt club. <laughs> from the quilt club. Yep, from different generations. Can we and... talk about how Eustace had glasses even when he was a what? baby? I you know some some babies you know they need that extra help. Anyway, um, okay. and then uh, Eustace runs downstairs uh, without his shirt on. <laughs> well, Courage had taken it, I think. Yeah, I think. Or no, Muriel had taken it. Yes, Muriel, Muriel had, taken had taken it to it. stitch. To stitch, exactly, yeah. Comes down without a shirt guy. on. It's just like freaking red nose. And Courage hands him a piece of quilt that has the stitches on it. And he mm. blows his nose on them. And, and that's yeah, the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> All right, Maria, what did you think of The Quilt Club? It is a creepy episode. I'm not going to lie. Like, Yeah, uh, I didn't really remember this episode. I, I remember it existed. Mm-hmm. But watching it again, this is like a classic. It, like, it is, Courage yeah. episode. This is a creepy episode. I loved it. I thought it, it had a really good atmosphere. And it was funny. It was, yeah. But in that, you know, in that courage way. In the cr- creepy, exactly, in the creepy little in the, way. In the best courage episodes where it's mostly about the horror, but you get those little bits of funny that are just kind of bring you out of it enough. Well, it tempers so you not... enough where you're not, like, terrified watching the episode, right? Like, there's, like, exactly. a little bit of humor there to alleviate the tension. But there's mm-hmm. still enough tension building up for you to still, like, feel it but not so much that it's like a yes it it, it like disrupts your day you know what i mean <laughs> it doesn't disrupt your well because like a lot yes. of because t- you know like horror movies like really good horror you oh, go God, in yeah. to have your day disrupted right like but this mm-hmm. is something that comes on tv and you're not trying to ruin people's day or you're not trying to like disrupt it in any real way you're just trying mm-hmm. to do your mm-hmm. job of like slightly creeping people out but then also allowing them to easily like move into the rest of their day without having to like you know pause it anyway or right need a breather right because you're here for a breather yes you shouldn't need a breather from the thing that you're 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 taking a breather for yeah right like Mm -hmm. so right so why is this different from most Courage episodes? You said um, that It's because, like, usually in a lot of Courage the Cowardly Dog episodes, nowhere is really bright and sunny. 
And this is one of the very few episodes mm. where it's actually gloomy outside the house True. and outside the store that they're in. So yes. there isn't actually any yes. moment where you look outside and there's sun out. It's not a bright episode. It's very gloomy throughout right. the entire episode. You are correct. The only episode I can think that had sort of the similar atmosphere is the windmill episode where the sky was constantly red. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also the mask one, too. The mask. Well, that one still had bright. Oh, yeah, Like Like this one, it's never bright. It's never, exactly, it's never bright outside. No, you're right. That's a a rare one. It's, it's, yeah, and it's like kind of keeps the vibe of this like... Mm-hmm. Sort of Muriel's descent to to like mm-hmm. it's like it like you you mm. Muriel like breaking down right like mm-hmm. the like the the mm-hmm. cruelty club is literally like breaking her down yes. into just that like desperation to belong with the quilt club right like right which is the whole point of like the episode right is her like giving everything else up in order to belong with the quilt club, which is how they, like, trapped so many women into it um, mm-hmm. over the course of millennia. <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. It's a good, like, it's a good way of maintaining the ambiance. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Really good ambience. Ambience, yes, ambience. Which, right. again, is, like, opposite of Le Quack, who is like <laughs> there and he's there to be insidious and creepy, but he doesn't in broad daylight, right? Like he's creepy yes. and weird, but he's doing it like in bright of the day. Which yeah. which is what makes it so sinister and insidious. It's like Right. It's broad daylight and the dude is still creeping you out as a duck. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, it's a very it's a rare horror movie that does its its deeds during the during the day yeah um texas chainsaw takes place during the day yes yeah it takes place during one day now that i think about it entire day yeah yeah wow it it actually ends right before sunset yeah if you recall yeah i I do i do recall um whereas you know not for every horror movie obviously exactly right like there's a different kind of vibe going here yeah i mean hereditary wouldn't work if it was set during the day uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. Cause part midsummer, of it, though. Midsummer did, yeah. But like, yeah, again, like part of it for for like Hereditary is is the fact that it's like dark and creepy and like mm-hmm. you know, it's it's confounding a lot of the time. You don't know what's going on. Exactly. Things are wreathed in shadow. Yeah. Whereas Midsummer, all the horror is taking place in broad daylight. Which is the scariest part? Which, which, kinda. yeah, which is what is so creepy about it because there's no yeah. nighttime. Yeah, there's no nighttime. Great movie. Go watch both, all three of those movies. Yes, go watch all of them. So <laughs> it, you know, it, it kind of like fits the it's weird, a... musty, dull, mm-hmm. dark vibe of the quilt and the, yes. the sinister plot of the Stitch Sisters. It's yeah, they, it's good. They, it's uh, good. they set up the their ambiance. They set up their their themes and they carry it through the whole episode. Exactly. Very, yeah. You know they they don't. <laughs> a lesser team 
would have would not have done that would not have considered that exactly yeah honestly a lot of a lot of lesser teams would have just been like well here's our you know storyboards that are the basic you know shots that we mm-hmm. do every episode it's always in broad daylight it's always a washing color because we drew them you know when we started the when damn we started show the show yeah <laughs> Well, also, like, if you notice, even inside the shop, even yep. though there's so many, like, colorful pieces of fabric and colorful, oh, yes. like, this thing, it is still kind of dull in there. They still maintain that, like, dreariness uh, to it. Uh, I made a note for that. Colorfully dreary aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, which, it, you know, speaking of the quilts. Yes. Or, or like, it, the, the fabrics in the store yes. amazingly done because there Amazing. are so many different fabrics there like they did mm-hmm. not they did not even attempt to like cop out in that in that scene no they, there's a bunch of textures they got and though i looked back at it and a lot of them are just sort of plastered on mm-hmm. to them but they they put in the effort of shading them yeah and like there isn't a single repetition no, there's that, no that's the repetition thing. In yeah, there's any of no, them. there's no solid textures either. There's, to make yeah, there's no easier. solids either. They didn't even try to do that. They were like, yeah. no, find yeah. me all of the, go to your grandma's house and find me all of the textures <laughs> in her house. Wow. Take pictures of her couch. Take pictures of her wallpaper. Take pictures of all of those things and bring them back. Wow. Let's be honest. They they bought a whole bunch of them yes. off some website. Obviously, yeah. Because yeah. and because that's uh, that's what a whole bunch of these background artists just do is mess with these textures, as we've seen. Yeah. We get this brilliance. Oh it's, yeah, it's I mean, subtle, like, it's simple, it's subtle, but it is super super effective. Exactly. But it also would take time. And well, that's effort. the thing, right? They didn't, they get as much as they cut corners to get those textures because, cl- like, clearly they're not homemade necessarily. I mean, I think they could be, but I don't know. I doubt they, it. Yeah. But, but like, they didn't, that's the thing, though. It wasn't, like, half-assed, right? They knew what they were doing with it. They knew what they were going mm-hmm. to do with it, which is to put it on these rolls of fabric. Yes. Um, and so they colored and shaded them accordingly. Or the ones that were hung up on the roof, which they also shaded accordingly to make those, like, um, you know, uh, the U-shaped, like, you know, yes. drapes. Yes, which they didn't just just slap the texture on Exactly, there. like, they clearly shaded it. Yes. Which, I mean, you wouldn't expect anything less from them. This is, like, season three, right? They've been working with yeah. textures the entire time. Right. I mean, the ground... For better and worse. For, be- for better or for worse, like, they've been working with the this, like... They've been working with this, like, multi... Uh, this, like, collage-esque um, style for, like, two mm-hmm. seasons now. So they've kind of got it down on how to, like, put those yes. things together without it, like, clashing. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you look at even in the house, there's the wallpaper that is also, like, a texture um there's the ground like the floor the wood floor which is also a plank like texture right yeah and then they have yep. this like area rug in there which is also a texture like it's not like drawn in so mm. you you kind of like they've they've 
gotten bolder and bolder as it as it as it's <laughs> gone because they know what they're doing. And, and this is new technology, really. It, yeah. Like, I mean, they're probably using the the earliest form of Photoshop to work with this crap. Exactly. Or you you should. Oh my goodness. I was just sending you the 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 photo that I was looking at of like the floor and the mm-hmm. carpet as well as the wallpaper, all of yes. which are touching each other. By the way, they're not even like isolated, right? But clearly look like different mm-hmm. perspectives on different like surfaces, so to speak. Yeah, no, I mean it's that's the thing. They put a lot of effort into the smallest things that you wouldn't even think about, really. Exactly. Which is really, you know, the people that were working on this were really, really working on this. Like, it was it was not a half-assed show. It was definitely not a half-assed show. They they could have half-assed it. They they definitely could have half-assed it. They, yeah, they, they could have. They didn't. They could have. No. They I mean, definitely could have. Yeah, there was definitely a bunch of shows at the same time that were definitely half-assed. But Courage was not one of them. Well, that's the thing, right? And I think that's why we keep like going back and re-watching Courage. Because of mm-hmm. like just a kind of... A, there's a sense of artistry involved in them doing mm-hmm. this. Because they're always messing around with like... Uh, with different textures and trying to use them on different surfaces to see what sticks. I mean, yep. again, can't draw a fire truck for to save their <laughs> goddamn lives. Uh, yeah, they, I don't know what the artists are on, but they cannot draw a fire truck. Guys, why, what, what, mm, what, oh my god. Did they just like? Were they just like this? Seed is too boring. Draw a fire truck. I don't. I don't know what a fire truck looks like, Mister Diltworth. I've never seen one. <laughs> just it's red. It's got a ladder on it. Use your imagination. <laughs> it's like a last minute addition, and they're just like do 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 do. You find out there's like a popsicle stick stick under it. It's just like they're just moving it like an an increment per frame. Oh my god. (laughs) But, Uh, But, you know, like they've been doing this for a while and they've been really good with like lighting and shading and all of those stuff because like, again, in the last year's episode, we saw those like... It was the episode where Eustace and uh, goes to his mom's like hair factory. Uh, sorry, where Courage is like in his mom's hair factory thing. Mm-hmm. You remember that? And they have those yes. little like vignettes of like people yes. in in the rooms, and there's always that like really kind of like that I haven't forgotten shading, like the the like really smooth shading that they do on mm. on their things to make them look a little creepier. Yes. Yeah. Like they they clearly got it's that style really down. They they've clearly got their their shit together. They know it's... their aesthetic is crazy collage stuff and <laughs> wacky teeth and wacky eyes. <laughs> yeah, very very Looney Tunes esque. Yeah, but Looney regard. Tunes. But if everything had a big square toothed smile. <laughs> Oh god. And it also applies to the animation in this episode, which was really smooth. 
It was it was super smooth. Yeah. Like the the Stitch sisters were constantly kind of at least in the early bits of the episode. They were constantly sort of swaying and moving. So was Muriel. Yes. When they were in the quote club, which I was surprised to see. And there's a lot of fabric movement, right? Like there's a lot of right, fabric, which is bits hard. of fabric and like stuff moving around. And like I've yeah. tried to draw fabric. I have seen charts of people drawing fabric <laughs> because oh you have to like depending on where the tension is and depending on what kind of cloth it is, it's going to fall a certain way and the shadows are going to be one place and the highlights are going to be in the other place and you're just like oh, trying yeah. to figure out, like it's it's just drawing clothes is difficult. Fabric, drapey fabric is hard to draw and they mm. animated that shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like the football field yes. cloth, that was crazy. Uh, yeah. Mm, you're right yeah fabric is tough i think this was probably the episode they put most of the work in for this season probably i mean it, and it makes sense right like it yes. they spent quite it, it's clearly you can tell by the amount of effort that went into the backgrounds and the yep. story and yep. the characters and yep. making sure that the stitch sisters came off as creepy as they could get because they're always like moving and it and you can they're they're attached to one body but you can tell when they're like doing the weird you know when they when they like put their heads kind of together but it's not touching exactly mm, yes and, yes. and they're like just that trying just to, slight unnaturalness to exactly their exactly like they're 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 just it's so creepy <laughs> uh the voice acting is amazing for them yes. as well i feel yes, good job there i mean courage's voice acting is always great too. yeah i also mean like the stitch sisters themselves the voice acting yes. is great courage yep. constantly getting like stuck oh, in I yarn meant. courage um, the show maria oh courage oh, i see <laughs> but but like you know courage the the dog getting stuck in yarn consistently throughout the episode um yeah. i like that uh, I, I like they had like the little story of courage like walking around with his with the hair getting like tangled up in him constantly and then finally when muriel is checking out he like pulls out the end of of the of the yarn out of his like tooth Sort of like implying so that weird. he's finally detangled himself from the yarn. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> Which I don't even know how you get yarn stuck in that hole. I don't even know why you have that hole in your tooth, Courage. I just, it concerns me. He's, he's led a rough life. Leave him alone. I, I guess so, but it's just so perfectly round. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's iconic at this point. It, it, it is. I mean, yeah, it, it's like, it's part of and they they use uh, that that hole constantly to make jokes. Yeah, it's a great hole. You wanna you wanna rethink you wanna rethink that? that nope. Sentence? All right. Nope. Okay. Oh, well, God. don't say I didn't warn you. But yeah, they definitely animated this in much more than the usual twelve frames per second for um, for at least the first bit of the show. There were too many frames. Yes. <laughs> Again, like, yeah, it was a good. It's it good. Episode. It was really good. It was. It was. It was good. It's classic. I, I'm. I'm shocked. I don't remember it. 
I remember as I this did. one very vividly. This yeah. okay. So I'm gonna count down all the ones I remember very vividly. Okay. All right. Sure. You got the stepsisters. Top five. Yes. <laughs> I at least the it, it might not be the top five. Like there might be others that I really liked, but this is what's like I remember snippets yeah, of. Yeah. Top three episodes of Courage: The Cat, The Dog. Maria remembers. Go. Yeah. Number one. King Ramsey. Oh yeah, everybody remembers King Ramsey. The moon. The, everybody remembers the moon. The tree. Everybody remembers the tree. The Stid Sisters. Uh, obviously, I didn't, but you know. Um, and that one episode with um cats where he does the weird like bouncy ball um, oh, like episode. thing with with courage. Oh my god, I hate that episode with the spiders. Yeah. It's got oh the spiders God. in it, which I don't even understand episode. why Cats is like has those spiders. To anyway, to, to torture Kurt, to kill yeah, people. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, to, no, yeah, that's fair. But anyway, just, like, yeah. God, that's a great episode. Yeah, you know, the bouncy ball thing, just out of nowhere, and it's great. It's great. It's also got it, that one is also like creepy in its own way. Gosh. Like it's it's yeah. just. It's just so, it's just because he, because Cass is just so nonchalant with that ball and, and, and like, courage is getting more and more sweaty as it goes. Oh, also the one I remember episode. is the, the Villains Club episode where, like, Eustace. Oh, yeah. I remember that one, one, too. Yeah, that's a great one. Because Muriel has no episode. goddamn clue what's going on. She's like bringing them tea and doing laundry and shit down in the on down the basement, and like uh, Eustace yeah. is just sitting there with all of Courage's like worst yeah. nightmares. That was the crossover of the century. That Forget was, the Avengers. That was perfect. It was amazing. But yeah. So. Do we want to talk about swindling wind? Because all it's going to be is me talking about Shirley being an offensive stereotype. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about it. Like, there's there's just two things that were the most... Oh, well, three things, I guess. A, there's a weird episode. B, it's a weird episode. the crops background. <laughs> there's a weird corn texture in it. It was very weird and... <laughs> yeah. I mean, we... Uh, like, to be clear, we watched this episode primarily for the Quill Club. This was just yes. the second episode. And there's just a couple of things to talk about. So I don't even think that I should really give a recap. No. But, yeah. It's just... Eustace tries to oh, buy a thing for Muriel, swindles a fortune teller, and then she curses. Curses them to swindle each other. The end. Yeah. So... Do we want to talk about Shirley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. What you got? Okay. I'm usually the one that's ranting, so it's your turn today. Well, I mean, we got you know, as much as we love courage, mm-hmm. we've got to we've got to acknowledge that Shirley is a offensive stereotype of the Romani people, mm-hmm. as most, if not all, fortune tellers in media are. Right. Yeah. And you know. You can love a thing while acknowledging its faults. Exactly. And I don't think sure, you know, Shirley's not really a um, neg or like mean spirited depiction. I don't think mostly because she's she a is. chihuahua. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't think she is. I think they but just they just wanted a fortune teller character, and that was the stereotypical one that was around yeah. at the time. And had not, and was not really acknowledged as being like a harmful stereotype, right? Like it was no. one of those things where um, that is no. how they've been depicted in media for so long. So media that comes forward after that 
also echoes mm-hmm. that and so on and so forth until we like purposefully yeah. dismantle that stereotype and be like no that's not how that works stop it yeah really like it's it's getting to the point where it's ridiculous that we're still depicting the romani people in this way Mm -hmm. it's the year of our lord 2020 exactly the romani people have a long and very sordid history with you know a lot of people just being the worst to them i mean it still is right like there's a lot of yeah there is still even today a lot of conflict between the romani people and the governments that they Mm -hmm. have like been sort of like dispersed into constantly being in conflict with each other Mm -hmm. and yeah like it's and so and people are still using the offensive name for them Mm -hmm. which is just a big okay i'm gonna say it just to make sure we're on the same page All right, I'm not saying it in a disparaging manner just for instructional purposes. Mm-hmm. Cracker. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> but gypsy is an offensive term yes. that should be, you know, removed. And there's a shocking number of people that still use it. Yeah, and, and it's like, it's interesting because, like, it's interesting because, and, and uh, interesting not in terms of like, the term interesting in the sense of like there's a weird sort of misunderstanding that hap- goes along through like media especially media that's made in like north america that mm-hmm. then like is dispersed in asia because you use mm-hmm. that term not really acknowledging it, the harmfulness of it and then it gets played in a different area where there's no way for people to understand that link and they start using that term because right. that is what it was referred to without ever understanding it. And that's something that, like, I remember a lot of, like, British media and a lot of American media when talking about the natives constantly use the term Red Indians. And that isn't mm-hmm. a term that is accurate and should not be used. But a lot of people where I come from still use that term because that was the term mm-hmm. that through media they learned to use without it ever being mm-hmm. acknowledged that that term is no longer an mm-hmm. accurate term to use and is actually offensive, right? And that's how yeah. you kind of end up on this weird sort of situation where people are not entirely, uh, where, where, where there are, where this like use of the term Mm-hmm. has proliferated and is causing more harm as it keeps going because it it isn't being acknowledged and it needs to yep. be acknowledged sooner rather than later or even like attached when that term is being used in older media because you can't go back and change things but there mm-hmm. there can be a level of like disclaimer there that educates the people that are now watching being understanding that that is no longer the accurate word to use for it Right? right like people yeah. sit through friggin 20 minutes of trailers they can sit through like 30 <laughs> seconds of a disclaimer saying that the term that this that x term was used in this movie and is not the accurate term to use anymore mm-hmm. but yeah. cannot be changed because it is in this movie is old right like you no, can we sit shouldn't through change that. yeah and and we shouldn't right like that's still no. erasure but acknowledging it isn't exactly acknowledging it isn't and so yes that's my 
we, five cents. We, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's like you know, rap music gets distributed to a lot of you know countries, and the kids there don't have no connection to don't understand black culture exactly. or black people or the history of black people and so they don't understand what the n-word really means exactly exactly context. right like yeah until until they move to america for some reason and then they yeah. have to like and then either they <laughs> learn before they could make the mistake hopefully and they don't have to, and they like yes. uh, have already in their mind adjusted themselves mm-hmm. or they make the mistake and have to learn the hard way of right. like what is going Oof. on yeah you know I, so yeah, which, you know it shouldn't be a painful process if the you know understanding exactly. that yeah. they just don't have the context which a lot of countries do not have that context. a lot of countries a lot of countries don't i mean like yeah. the other day but, i saw a video about a um an African-American, uh, this African-American dude who had been, who was in China and was like talking to people, to like his, um, his uh, cab driver and mm. basically summarized the history of African-American people being in the United States because mm. to them, it was really weird that a dark-skinned person was in the United States that they attribute yeah. to being a fully white huh. country. And yeah, so it would he, be weird, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and so he basically explained like, friggin decades worth of history centuries worth of history in this one cab drive to this lady who was driving the cab and like educating her on mm-hmm. why african-americans were in the united states now and why like people from the united states can be black and mm-hmm. um how that's very normal actually and not not so weird to to know to to like see basically so like yeah like when you move out of the states you kind of understand that people don't have context to that they don't have context about like native american people and um and their cultures and how they have been systematically you know removed or um you know all that stuff is very america centric and you leave the country and you realize that everybody has similar issues like that and it's you should be able to understand that if somebody's coming from a a different culture they might not have that historical background yes which is why it's all the more necessary for these disclaimers to exist in the first place yeah and yeah it is unfortunate though because the romani have are part of like a ton of cultures across the world they they are because of their nomadic nature exactly yeah culture i should say not nature. exactly which you know like you'd think you'd think they people would you know kind of be like oh okay i get it you know you guys are just have a different view on cold you know culture than we do but no that's not how it works they're 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 seen as weird and furrin. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Even now. It, which again, like. But, and. Yeah. yeah. Which is why the concept of like countries becomes kind of largely a problem because it's like <laughs> a little bit, there are people time. that don't that that move around and that's actually yep. very normal to mm-hmm. do. And we've just kind of created these arbitrary borders that, like, force yeah. people 
into these like little clusters and yeah. i mean we already know the whole like situation with uh, the kurds oh. and part of that issue oh, is yeah. is the drawing of arbitrary borders um yeah. that have, i mean like, even forced these people into three four different countries yeah i mean even the modern day syrian crisis exactly yeah oh yeah forced those you know borders to the breaking point but it's almost also, like a bunch of people sitting inside a sitting in like a room in their soft chairs drawing on a map. It's not exactly <laughs> oh how you should be yeah. making Arbit- arbitrarily drawing a map. Exactly. Just lines on a map. Also, the Romani people are not Romanian. <laughs> Just to clear that up really yes. quickly. Yes. They're 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 <laughs> that's different. Different. That's a different group of people. That's a di- yes, there's a different group of people entirely. Yes. Just a, yeah. Did you know they were originally from India? I didn't know that. I did some I, research. I didn't know that either, no. Yeah, they're originally from northern India. I mean, again, like, it makes sense. A lot of, um, like, as much as, like, there there are a lot of, like, old, ancient, like, empires and civilizations, like, in India, there are also a yeah. lot of, like, um, nomadic cultures, like... yeah. Arabia, like all of like, you know, the UAE, Saudi Arabia region Mm. used to before like they struck oil Mm. and stuff. There was a lot of like nomadic Mm. culture there as well because you constantly had to be moving um, based on the weather and like because, you know, oasis, you know, there are different oases and they're not always permanent. So you kind of have to move around. We got to go to the cooler desert over that way. <laughs> Bas- basically. It's two degrees cooler over there. Ba- I mean, yeah, basically. It, it, it's also like, you know, moving from coast to the other side to like going mm-hmm. deeper into the into the, into the the desert to get like camels, for example, to, yeah. to domesticate camels or to get dates or, you know, other whatever sources of, of, of trade that they could find and coming back to the coast to sell those things and going back in and blah, blah, blah. As, it's very found... normal. Like nomadic yes. cultures were very, very normal. And, you know, it's kind of made it yeah. difficult to do to maintain that culture now considering how hellish it is to go for, across from one border to another right no i agree <laughs> anyway shirley's an offensive stereotype it's, you just have to acknowledge it you can mm-hmm. still enjoy courage yes yeah but yeah. just you know it's not perfect i, I mean uh, Nothing is because it is. Yeah, it is thing. old. It's not of it this time anymore, right? Like, no, it, it is. It is of a time where those were not considered offensive exactly. by the majority of people, or they they were not aware of how offensive yes. it was yeah. because of just the Romani people did not have a lot of representation in media or anything, and now right, we're getting. Else. Or anything else. I mean, or, what, what did they have? They had Hunchback of Notre Dame. It, it, which is which, also like a very sexualized sort of yeah, which is very representation of, of the Romani people. So Yes. But now they have a much bigger platform because our world is bigger. Because the internet. Because <laughs> of the internet. And so now we know, now we under, we've heard the voices and he's like, oh, okay, we should stop doing that then. Exactly. We should listen to these people we, and stop it. 
Yes. We need to figure out a new fortune teller stereotype that's not rooted in a another culture. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's try let's do blonde wine mom just blitzed out of her mind. Yeah. Yeah, blonde white mom takes a takes a big old not like big old line of coke. And then <laughs> off of a tarot card yes just like yeah just like with yeah just like with us yeah yep and and then you know i don't even even that isn't this looks just spins her wine and looks in it and tells you the future did you know nightwing's romani i mean nightwing was like from uh like apparently uh is like a circus like Person. Yeah. So I I guess that's not. I don't know. I just saw that trivial of doing research on the Romani people. Huh. Fascinating stuff. Hmm. They're like everywhere. Well, yeah. I mean, They're nomadic like nature, right? Like, there's people bound to like drift off and you know settle down in other places with other people, and some maintaining the culture and staying with them. Like, it's not. Yeah, but they went everywhere. Yeah, that's that's what you do when you're a nomad. Yeah, you go everywhere. Yes. Oh uh, god. Anyway, I think we're done. I think that's uh, uh, anything else. There was an elephant in the episode. There was too. an elephant, which was we and was selling it was auto parts for some yes. reason. It's kind of strange. It's very weird because this elephant I don't think has ever been part of the show because Courage has those recurring characters that show up. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's just an elephant. There's just there's just an elephant. Alright. But that was Hell in a Cell. An Yay. animation podcast hosted by me, James, and that's Maria. Bye. I mean, we'll hi. Be, <laughs> we'll be back next week to talk about Batman, the animated series, to coincide with Batman, the Batman, starring Edward from Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Edward from Twilight. Yes. People are still saying that. Edward so from t- Twilight. Amazing. Edward from Twilight. Yeah. Oh god. Anyway, Maria, do you have anything else to say? No. It was, it was a good episode. Go watch Courage again. Get yourself yeah. a big old syringe full of full of nostalgia. It's on Hulu. If you're in the United States, I don't know where it is. I'm in Canada. I'm sorry. It's it's not on Hulu. It's on HBO. Oh, sorry. It's on HBO. Never mind.